I would say, so basically when you are, you know, decide you want to be a ballet dancer, mm-hmm. you want to get into a company, right? That's generally someone's goal mm-hmm. if they're trying to pursue ballet. Mm-hmm. So you start out, you know, training in schools, going to summer intensives, like getting mm-hmm. training year round the best you can, auditioning for summer schools that are going to feed mm-hmm. into a company. Then you get into a company and you're a trainee where you're like kind of in the company, but not quite. You're kind of, it's like probationary. Then you're an apprentice. Mm-hmm. So they're still like, you know, feeling you out. You're not officially in the company, but you're dancing with the company. Then mm-hmm. eventually you'll get your first core contract just like usually the lowest level of a company but Mm. you're in the company so I would say when I finally got my core contract because I had been dancing with the company for a couple years as a trainee and as an apprentice but Mm. once I got the core contract I felt like that was always what I was working for I always went to get into a company and I was officially in the company and Hi Millennials, welcome to Stories Under 30 by Global Millennial Podcast. We will invite youth from all around the world to share their knowledge, experience, and their perspective to give you new insight and inspiration. We will have an intimate interview with a curated guest speaker and highlight some interesting topics like education, business, art, politics, personal story, and many more. Directly hosted by me, Muflih Dwi Fikri, the CEO of Global Millennial Group. We will meet weekly, full in English, fun, substantial, and I hope we can accompany your productive time. Last but not least, we bought the class. Hi Millennials, welcome back to Stories Under 30 by Global Millennial Podcast. Now, today, still in very interesting topic. Yesterday, we already discussed several like as fashion designer, a climate change plus size model and some of creative uh, industry today i can say it's still in creative industry lah ya it's still it's still similar with a creative industry it will be a very specific with dance more specific again is about ballet wow from from the name you i believe you already know what is ballet is right so our guest speakers today come from us directly from us She is Miss Laura Gruner. Hi, Miss Laura. How are you? Hi. I'm good. How are you? I'm so good excited too. to be here. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much uh, to coming in our podcast today. Yeah. So, Miss uh, Laura, can you please uh, maybe tell us a little bit about yourself? Maybe you can sharing also your experience, especially regarding the ballet. Yeah. So my name is Lara and I'm a professional ballet dancer. I grew up my whole life dancing ballet. I always knew it was what I wanted to pursue. So, you know, I kept going, working hard and I did become a professional ballet dancer and I've been doing that for the last eight years now. Oh, wow. It's been, it's been a quite a long time actually. So I see yeah. in your social media actually, your uh, ballet maybe is not your first dream. Like I see that you want to become therapist and some another job stream. And then why in the end of the day you become a professional ballerina um so yeah i mean obviously when you're growing up you have so many opportunities so many options and you mm. want to explore a lot of things you know what what do i want to do right but my whole life you know i started dancing and then mm. i decided i wanted to focus on ballet and there just was never anything else in my mind i always knew it's what i wanted to do i don't remember a time when i didn't want to do ballet um mm. and if you pursue something you're passionate about why not go for it 
Uh, okay, I see. And how long have you been learning the ballet itself? Is that from youth children or? Yeah. So when I was two years old, my mom put me in ballet, like you know any other little girl. Um, but I started doing all kinds of dance. Um, mm-hmm. and then when I was around 10, I switched to mostly focusing on ballet. Um, and then it just went from there. Okay, from you two years old. So it's like been 20, 30 years old. Like now? Yeah, I'm 27 now, so 25 years. <laughs> oh wow, wow, wow! Okay, that was amazing. So, in each day, how many hours uh, you spend for training and practice? So you know, it's all different. For eight years, I was in a ballet company, but recently I have left that company and I decided to move to New York to freelance. So my schedule's a little different now. But back, like when you're in a company, it's like you know the regular kind of nine to five job. So mm-hmm. it's start at 9 a.m. and then you finish at 5:45. So you're dancing all that time. Depending on schedules and what ballets are being performed, mm-hmm. you might have different hours. So you might not be called to the whole day of rehearsal. But some weeks you are called to the whole day of rehearsal. So that's about like 37 hours a week. But it could be less depending on rehearsals that week. Oh wow! Wow. Okay. Okay. So now, <laughs> I want to talk about uh, the life as the ballerina itself, as the ballet dancer. So uh, at least Indonesia, Indonesia itself. If we hear, oh, what is what is your job? Oh, I'm a dancer. Or maybe, oh, I'm a ballet dancer. For example, people will ah, okay. Do you have mm-hmm. life? Like, are are you really into that job? I mean, like you want you don't want to change that job. You want you don't want to go to office or looking. As the government officer, for example, something like that. So, so what's actually life as the ballet dancer itself? Is that fun for you? You can life quote unquote. I mean, like in Indonesia, for example, yeah. Uh, people people think dancers don't have money. For example, they can they can life they can eat for kind of the thing. So what uh what is actually the life as the ballerina? Yeah, I mean, so I think it's not so off from Indonesia in this way that, like, you know, when you talk, it depends on who you're talking to. But a lot of times, you'll say to someone, "Hey, I'm yeah, I'm a ballet dancer," and they're like, "Oh, but what do you do for a job?" And I'm like, "Oh no, this is my job," you know, uh-huh. this, like I get benefits, you know. But the thing <laughs> is, it's still not a high-paying job. You don't get into ballet because you want to make a ton of money. Mm-hmm. In other industries and dance, there's more money, and that's kind of you know that's part of my motivation to go freelance. But the mm-hmm. thing is, when I was in the ballet company for eight years, I was in Texas, and like what we got paid, it's not as much money as I would like for the lifestyle I want. But it's a livable wage. Like people live nicely still on that salary, but it's still a low salary, and it's usually season work. So, like, say there's maybe it's a 38 week contract, so you're not usually working the whole entire year. And every ballet company is different, mm-hmm. but for the most part, it's <clears throat> excuse me, it's pretty seasonal. <laughs> Um, so, but, and then also, I mean, in terms of your life, uh-huh. you really have to, when you are a ballet dancer, like you kind of have to prioritize your job over like uh-huh. your lifestyle because, you know, say it's a weekday and you're out with your friends and you're all at dinner. They're like, oh, let's get another drink. They're going to go sit at an office all day, you know, just sitting there and you have to use your body and your mind. So it's like, you have to really take care of yourself in a different way than you would have to for you know, a regular office job. So there's a lot of sacrifice involved. Mm-hmm. But do you enjoy life as the ballerina itself? Yeah, you know, of course, like with anything, there's ups and downs and it's it's a hard life, but it's like, I love performing so much and I love ballet. Mm-hmm. So it's all in the end, but there's a lot of, it's hard. It's hard. You know, it's not an easy job to do. 
Mm -hmm. and you don't get paid so much to do it. So you Mm. really have to love it Mm -hmm. if you're going to commit your life to this. I see. I see. Because you love it. So you really enjoy it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so far, what is the biggest challenge as the professional uh, ballerina itself? Um, I mean, in general, there's so many challenges when you're a ballet dancer. (laughs) I think like the pandemic has been very difficult because, you know, obviously with with dance in general, but especially ballet, it's so hard on your body. So it's Mm. not, you can't do it forever. Mm. So losing any time is really difficult because you're just losing years off your career. And also like training intensely and not take, you need to take breaks to, you know, rest your body, things like that. But keeping Mm. like a pretty intense training schedule year round is really important because like right away you start losing technique, you start losing like your ability to do certain moves and things like that Mm -hmm. when you take breaks. So when the pandemic started, like we couldn't go in studios. So we would via Zoom take class, but Mm -hmm. you know, at home you don't have the proper space, the proper flooring to do what you need. So it's years of training loss. So it's like, gonna. I still don't feel back to where I was before the pandemic. And you know, I'm older now. So it's mm-hmm. you. Ha- it's it's scary sometimes because yeah, years were lost. So I think that would be the biggest challenge overall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, far. but yeah, I think the pandemic already better enough to like the condition. So you can go back to the studio again, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, now everything's pretty much back and performances are coming back, but there's still a lot of limitations. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like in any industry, like the ballet industry was hit really hard and like to financially recover, it's going to take companies a really long time, which means shorter mm-hmm. seasons. So it means the dancers are probably getting paid less mm-hmm. in a lot of companies across America, especially like a lot of contracts were cut. Um, mm-hmm. That's a, one, kind of one of the reasons I left my company this year because it was going to be a shorter season, maybe only 30 weeks mm-hmm. or something. And I just wanted more opportunity and more freedom. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. okay. Do, you have, do you have any a big dream in the future? Maybe have a world tour, for example, or maybe go to have Asian tour, something like that. Do you have any dream, especially in ballet um, itself? Yeah. So I wouldn't say that I have like one set, dream or one set goal right now because Mm -hmm. you know I'm really I've moved to New York I'm transitioning and the thing is I'll be doing ballet but I'll also be doing other styles of dance Mm -hmm. I would love to tour I would love to be on Broadway Mm -hmm. um so you know I'm very open to the possibilities right now in my life but I would love to travel with dance traveling is my passion and dance is my passion so I'd Mm -hmm. love to tour the world and dance uh-huh okay cool cool music and this is actually a dumb question actually but I, i really want to ask this question is that the millennials or the young generation most of young generation is really likes into uh ballet dance i mean like this is white old dance like quote-unquote completely uh they want to watch something like a modern dance so it still have a big market for the ballet itself Yeah, well, in general, a lot of ballet companies, they do a lot of more, a lot more contemporary work. So it's not Mm -hmm. just classical ballet. Even where I dance, we did contemporary stuff. And Mm -hmm. I personally love contemporary ballet more than I like classical ballet. That's more Mm -hmm. my thing. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think it's like, it's important for the ballet world to transition into more modern things, more contemporary things, just Mm -hmm. to keep up with the time, keep up with generations, because not everyone enjoys going to classical ballets. I think there's still a big market for it. And I think still so many people love it and enjoy it. Um, so I do, I don't think classical ballet will ever go away. Like, I think the market's there, but I do think it's important that the ballet industry keeps evolving, you know, as times evolve. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So Laura, you already learned ballet about 25 years old, right? So 
what's the moment that you're most proud of it? The moment I'm most proud of, um, I would say, so basically when you are, you know, decide you want to be a ballet dancer, mm-hmm. you want to get into a company, right? That's generally someone's goal mm-hmm. if they're trying to pursue ballet. Mm-hmm. So you start out, you know, training in schools, going to summer intensives, like getting mm-hmm. training year round the best you can, auditioning for summer schools that are going to feed into a company. Then you get into a company and you're a trainee where you're like kind of in the company, but not quite. You're kind of it's like probationary. Then you're an apprentice. Mm-hmm. Still, they're still like, you know, feeling you out. You're not officially in the company, but you're dancing with the company. Then mm-hmm. eventually you'll get your first core contract. It's just like usually the lowest level of a company, but it, mm. you're in the company. So I would say when I finally got my core contract, because I had been dancing with the company for a couple of years as a trainee and as an apprentice. But mm. once I got the core contract, I felt like that was always what I was working for. I always went to get into a company and I was officially in the company and, you know, I had been working so long for it. And that was always my goal for the longest time. So mm-hmm. it was just surreal to achieve that goal. So I'd say that's still my proudest moment. I see, I see. So you already become professional ballet for eight years. You are not 27. So you started from 19. Yeah. So what I actually did, you know, for dance in general, some people go to college, some people don't. You don't have to, but I, there's a lot uh, of great um, college dance programs out there. Yeah. For ballet, I'd say less people go to college because you have a short career already. Um, but I decided I did want to go to college because like I was saying before, you know, ballet does take up a lot of your life outside of dance. And I think it's really important as mm-hmm. a dancer to have that balance of life and like ballet or dance, just because it can really take over your life. And if it's ever gone, like, mm-hmm. what are you going to do if you don't know who you are outside of dance? Mm-hmm. So I decided I went to go to college. Mm-hmm. So I went to Indiana University and I was a ballet major for one year. And then it kind of just happened where my sister was graduating mm-hmm. and she was auditioning for companies because um, she was trying to be a ballet dancer. Um, and then at the time, and then she ended up driving to Chicago for this audition. And she's like, oh, like, come with me to drive. And I was like, yeah, whatever, I'll go. And then I ended up getting a scholarship to the summer intensive there. And they ended up offering me a contract as a trainee. And that was what I was going to college for. And it's so hard to get a job in ballet. So it's like, I felt like, you know, I have to go. I can always go back to college. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided to leave college at 19 and I went and joined the company. But then I went on to um, do college online and I got my degree in business last June. So it was a long process, but mm-hmm. I did finish my degree too. Mm-hmm. But I ultimately think it was the right decision just because it gave me more time in the industry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow, wow, that's cool. This is really, okay, so now let's talk about the professional ballet dance itself. So you already mentioned that uh, join some auditions and then contract and so on and so forth. Long, a very long process. So can you please maybe tell me more details regarding it? Because I'm very new to this, uh, to, to this one, and maybe the listeners to like how the audience looks like. I mean, like the auditions, like uh, a lot of people apply for it, or it's. You must have some talent management first, or, or what is actually the audi- audi- audience itself? Okay, so you know, basically, you have to decide you want to become a professional probably mm. at like the latest 12, but mm. you have to have already been, you know, really training. And then maybe when you're around 12, you're going to start going to summer intensives mm-hmm. and a lot of like big ballet companies, they hold summer intensives. So mm-hmm. it's good to start building relationships with companies 
at that time, you know, to get out there outside of your home studio, because, you know, mm -hmm. most people are at small dance studios. Then when you're around like 18, usually you'll start going to company auditions and they're usually just like big open calls, some mm -hmm. people audition like around the country, around the world, depending on the company. Um, or you can just send your stuff to the companies directly. Um, it's usually hundreds of girls and some boys. And, you know, there's sometimes they're not even hiring that year, but they just have auditions. Sometimes <laughs> okay. they hire one spot. You know, it's so competitive and it's so hard to get a job in ballet. The mm -hmm. thing is, I think that you have to be talented. But the thing is, there's so many talented ballet dancers out there and so few spots. So I kind of think that sometimes it's just you're in the right place at the right time. Mm -hmm. and you're talented but there's so many talented people who never get a job not because they're not good i just think it's a lot of being in the right place at the right time or connections and things like that okay okay so so because it's very competitive right you mentioned sometimes they are not hiring something it's only one so what kind of qualities that usually company require to the ballet itself like maybe the hike or maybe the skills what is what is the qualities of the requirement yeah so i mean i think like at the root of it all like ballet technique is super important because uh, it's really i think they can work on your performance quality and your uh, movement quality which is really important as a dancer uh, yeah. um and i think that a lot of companies if they're hiring you when they're when you're like right out of high school or something they're willing to work with you to like grow you into more of an artist i don't know that they're expecting you to be at that level of the rest of the company yet when you're newer uh, but that's uh, usually why they have like trainee or apprentice program so they can kind of train you in the way they want to and usually those are paid some are unpaid but generally like generally you're paid for that time it's just a lower rate but qualities yes there's some companies where you have to be a certain height there's minimums and maximums but every company is different for that i think it generally there's plenty of tall girls that are ballet dancers but for some companies I think it's hard to be too tall because you know you have to be partnered by the men so mm -hmm. then you need even taller men and then when you're on point you're so much taller because you're on your, you know, on your toes. So <laughs> I think it can be hard when you're too tall or too short. Okay. But every company is different in their height requirements. Okay. So when, okay, let's say, and then we move on to the next topic. Let's say we already get it into the company. You already mm -hmm. get the contract. And then to struggle in that company, is that difficult? Is that a very competitive? I mean, for example, there is any minimum practice time or there is any, some requirement to you can be how do i say it, struggle in inside of the company are you asking like what are the struggles in the company or how do you move up in the company yeah yeah like i mean like if you want to have a career you want to improve and then you don't have to progress in that company you must do something right is that very difficult is that very competitive or the company already said you plan for example okay laura for five years you must do a b c d e or What's actually happened? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So in general, yeah, once you're in the company, it's great, lovely that you got there. But then, yeah, it's very competitive because mm -hmm. you're ideally you'll keep moving up ranks. Some companies have different ranks. The mm -hmm. one I was in was unranked, so it was just you were in the company. But some of them have ranks like usually core is at the bottom, then there's soloist, then there's principal, mm -hmm. and. So obviously you want to move up ranks, but if you're just in a company that's unranked, you just want to keep proving yourself so that you like start getting bigger and bigger roles. So mm. you're like, you can never stop 
okay. pushing yourself unless you're happy just dancing in the back the whole time, which most dancers aren't. <laughs> so yeah, you're always competing. You're always pushing because you want to keep improving because you want to keep getting those bigger roles and those opportunities, you know, so the work never stops. <laughs> okay. Comfortable. Okay. And then how the culture of the company itself? I mean, this is this is a very unique, yeah. Uh, when you work in the dance company, something like a ballet company, what? how is the culture? Is it like uh, the usual corporate? You have nine to five working hours? Or what is the culture of the company? Yeah. So, you know, it's a very unique working environment um, because, you know, you're you're there dancing all day and it feels very casual in the way of like, Mm-hmm. you know you'll go and like hug your friend where you're maybe not doing that in the office building <laughs> okay. um environment kind of thing it's very like touchy because you know you're dancers but it's also um yeah you're nine to 5:45. but it's very family environment at least the company mm-hmm. i was in every company is very unique and i've heard some stories where it's not so great other places but the company i was in it was you know i was dancing mostly with all of my best friends like i made most of my friends through dance because you understand the same experience, but then it's a very unique experience because you're dancing with your best friends, but you're all competing for the same roles. So it's like, you know, you have to have that balance of like, yeah, I really wanted that role, but my friend got it and I have to be happy for her, even though I'm a little sad, you know? So, I mean, I think it's a good exercise in, you know, understanding how to support people even when they get something you want, just because you're competing directly mostly with your best friends all the time. But overall, it's, Um, it's, I think it's an interesting environment because when you go in, it doesn't feel like work because it's kind of the same thing you've been doing your whole life, you know, mm-hmm. going into class, going to rehearsals, but then it's weird. because this flip switch is where the, Oh, this is my job now. Like this is work, mm-hmm. you know? So I have to compartmentalize it as work, even though it is like what I like to do. And like, <laughs> you know, you start out and you're like, Oh, they're paying me for this. This is amazing. Even though you're not even making that much money, you're just so happy that you're getting paid to do what you would want to be doing anyway. Okay, okay. Uh, do you have a monthly salary or the salary is like based on your project? Or what is actually? How does the salary um, do it? So every company is different, but uh. most ballet companies, you're contracted, so you have a salary. Um, mm. There's like, so what I'll be doing now um, in New York, I'm going to freelance. So mm. that'll be like project-based and I'll get paid based on projects. Mm-hmm. But when you're in a company, it's generally salary. Mm, I see. I see. That's every two weeks, like that's normal. That's amazing. Okay. Okay. So, the, uh, this is uh will be the last questions actually, Miss Laura. So, can you give maybe give some advice or maybe suggestions to the listeners that want to become a dancer, especially a ballet dancers? Yeah. Um. So, I mean, first, you just if you're like brand new and have never danced before, you need mm-hmm. to just start training even if that means like going on youtube and just like researching ballet stuff like there's so many resources online or even like tiktok there's lots of great tips things like that just to start familiarizing yourself with ballet and like kind of learning about ballet cultures watching ballet um and the thing is you have to decide like if you really if this is something you want to do professionally mm-hmm. understand that there's going to be a lot of sacrifices but also i think so many people think well i really want to do ballet but I'm not going to be a professional. So what's the point? But ballet is just so fun. Like mm-hmm. you can just be an adult ballet dancer and go to classes and just train and for fun. It's great exercise. It's great for your mind. Cause you know, when you're in a class, you have to learn all these new combinations on the spot. So it's really a really good mental exercise and mm-hmm. a good physical exercise. 
So Valley is just like a fun thing to do, but I think just uh -huh. the way it's always portrayed is like, it's so serious, exactly. but it doesn't always have to be if you're not trying to be professional. Mm -hmm. Okay. I was thinking one again questions actually. So you already uh, learning since you're two years old and then you start the professional career about 19, 20 years old. So in that time, you already learn 18, 19 years years uh, for the ballet design itself so how about the case if for example i just i just know or i just interesting in ballet for example and then i learn for two or three years is that uh i have the chance as the professional or is it's still very difficult because you mentioned it's very competitive yeah so like people have started later and been professionals i just happen to start super early but i also think like you know that training from like two to eight, you're not really getting anything, I you know, see. until like if you're, if say you start at 10, you're already at a mental advantage, you know? So if you have a lot of natural ability, you can start later. One of my best friends started at 12 and she became a professional, which is really late, but it's possible. You know, she had a lot of natural ability, so it's totally possible. So I wouldn't like not try if you were, you know, 13, because it mm -hmm. could happen. Um, but it's, definitely easier if you started earlier mm -hmm. okay the point is as long as you're hard work enough you can still achieve it right yeah for sure exactly exactly that's cool that's cool okay uh miss laura uh i think i i want to talk more about it but the thing is we have a time constraint we, we don't want to mm -hmm. make this podcast very long so once again thank you so much miss laura for coming to our podcast and guys to sum up uh our conversations today is it's still a lot of things actually but the thing is again this is a creative industry similar with a previous episode about the graphic designing about the fashion designer and so on and so forth this industry you must love it like miss uh, miss laura already said she enjoyed this world she enjoy her her career her job because she love it so the thing is start love what you do and do what you love right miss laura again yep. uh, once again thank you so much uh for for having interview with us having conversation with me it's very interesting yeah i think i will start my ballet right now like so once again thank you so much and for you that you want to become a dancer or maybe you especially want to ballet dancer you still have you you still have the chance so start now again like Ziggy Clark already said you don't have to be great to start but you have to start to be good once again thank you and see you again in the next episode bye everyone <laughs>